Our scripture this morning is taken from Colossians, the third chapter, verses 12 through 17. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teach and admonish one another in all wisdom and with gratitude in your hearts. Sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So here we are, the day after Christmas. I've left the nativity scene up from Christmas Eve, and Jesus is here. For those of you who missed Christmas Eve, I talked a little bit about the missing baby Jesus. We relit the candles on the Advent wreath to remind us of the gifts of hope, love, peace, and joy in our lives. And Chris, thank you for the gift of the carol sing this morning as we got to remember and sing some of our favorite carols. I love the hymn we just sang as our preparation hymn uh, set to the poetry of Christina Rossetti a beautiful use of alliteration which makes it such a a memorable carol for me. Love came down at Christmas. Love, all lovely love divine. Love was born at Christmas for star and angels gave the sign. The Apostle Paul instructs us this morning to let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. And let the word of Christ richly dwell within us. And he encourages us to teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and with gratitude, with gratitude in our hearts. Sing psalms, sing hymns. Chris, thank you for that. Sing spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do in word or in deed, do everything. Do everything in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Paul is encouraging us this morning to to teach and sing, to be musical educators, I guess, and to believe those are two things, that there are two things in the world around us yearning in our hearts to share love and to bring peace. 
to bring, to bring people together in, in harmony rather than discord and strife. Some of you may be uh, too young to remember the first Coca-Cola jingle that took the commercial world by storm in 1971, but I remember it. The lyrics to the commercial and song went something like this. I'd like to build the world a home and furnish it with love. Grow apple trees and honey bees and snow white turtle doves. I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. I'd like to buy the world a Coke and keep it company. It's the real thing, and you remember it, what the world wants today. And implied here, of course, is, is not Coca-Cola, but love, I think. Hopefully, that was the focus of that commercial because the world needs love. The world desperately cries out for love. And the reality is that friends and neighbors, even family members, are looking for guidance these days when it comes to loving each other when difficult conversations with thorny issues start happening around the dinner table, and I'm sure even at Christmas some of them took place. Everything from raising teenagers to, to controlling gun violence is being talked about in family circles and coffee shops. The time is certainly ripe, don't you think, for the church to be creatively holding some of these conversations where we can surround some of these challenging issues with God's love. We're doing a lot of that through our justice ministry, through our lay academy, through our Sunday school classes, talking together about important things, sharing God's love and how God's love might speak into our world today. You know, it, it's difficult, I think, for people to turn away from love, a love which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And if we truly did everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through Him, we'd have a long line outside the front door of our church, I believe. We actually did have about three or four weeks ago, 500 children and parents lined up the first weekend in December. Of course, we gave away cookies <laughs> and an opportunity to get your picture with Santa during Light Up Tallahassee. But we built it and they came in droves. It was an amazing sight to see with 30 to 40 of our church members greeting, handing out water, serving chili and cornbread and welcoming our visitors, old and young, poor and rich, to have a cookie and have their picture taken with Santa. And I'll have you know, there were quite a few adults <laughs> next to Santa for a photo opportunity and a cookie. Any church, I believe, that lives into Paul's instructions for community and relationships is going to make a connection with their neighbors. 
this past week in between visiting some folks in the hospital and heading back to the office to work on today's sermon and another sermon for Christmas Eve. We had a lot of sermons this week, if you didn't realize it. I thought I would stop by Starbucks for a coffee and a snack. I had some money on my app, which is uh, unusual for me. So I ordered my favorite skinny mocha and a protein pack. And per my expectation and experience of Starbucks, all ages were gathered there. Students, young couples, business people, exercise enthusiasts in their jogging suits, most of them casually dressed except for me, of course. But I didn't feel ostracized or out of place because it was a comfortable place. It was an inviting place. It was an inclusive place. It provided the space I needed to do the work I needed to do, make a phone call, go over my sermon notes for the week, simply catch my breath for a minute or two and take a load off of my, more often than not lately, aching feet. (laughs) The cashier was friendly and inviting. We chatted about the balance on my iPhone app for Starbucks, and I said, I just can't figure out how I have such a large balance on this. Yet I told her I was grateful. She made me feel welcomed and accepted. She even tried to help me figure out some of the aspects of the new and improved STARS system in the iPhone application, which I really can't wrap my arms around yet at all. And I began to think, are we doing the same within the walls and outside the walls of our church? Are we being inviting and open and inclusive of all people? Or are we acting in ways that are exclusive and maybe isolated? More than anyone, I think I know the pandemic has tied our hands a bit in the areas of hospitality. But that just means we need to try a little harder, I think, to be welcoming and inviting whenever we see a new face in our midst. Christmas Eve, we had a number of new visitors from folks who have either been invited by you or one of our invitation cards or or heard our advertisement on Christmas Eve on WFSU 88.9. Here are some of the things, I think, that maybe we should be taking away from the manger this Christmas. Compassion. Kindness. Humility. Meekness. And patience especially with each other during these pandemic days. And the truth is, these manger qualities, as I like to call them, are irresistible. They should fill the air in our church like the aroma of freshly ground coffee beans or other inviting aromas that kindle and rekindle a pleasant memory or experience from our childhood. I love the smell of my scented pine candle just makes me feel warm inside. 
And most people want to live in a place that is satisfying and provides community and friendship and relationship. It's something we all need. It's something we all desire. It's at the deepest levels of our hearts and souls. Stuck in the door this morning, uh, our sexton Charlotte uh, brought it to me, was a note. And it said, Preacher, please call me. And he left his name and number. And I remember exactly who he is. He was at our last Christmas Eve service. He came in without a mask. And after we sang the opening hymn, he lit his candle and kept it lit the whole time. So during another hymn, I went back and got him a mask and I asked if he would mind wearing it. And I said, be sure to extinguish your candle. I was reflecting on um, one of the churches in Jacksonville that burned down on a Christmas Eve because a candle had been left burning. I later found out he wanted to talk. And I'm, I'm grateful to Joe Miller and to Dr. Nick for spending some time with him. Nick said about 30 minutes after midnight, Christmas Eve, just to talk a wounded soul, a hurting soul. And so I'm going to give him a call this week. And the question is this, can folks find community, meaningful community at the church? Or is it only available at coffee shops Might Trinity be able to carry over the love that came down this Christmas into the city of Tallahassee and beyond? It's not easy. It's hard not to let your prejudices and perceptions get in the way sometimes. Secondly, we need to remember that everything, Paul reminds us, everything matters and everyone matters. Paul reminds us in verses 13 and 14 to to bear with one another and forgive one another, even ourselves sometimes. Both are important these days, and especially at Christmas time, to clothe yourselves in love and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Because Paul reminds us again, everything matters, especially in the church. If we are to be alive in Christ, if we are to represent, or as I like to say, represent Christ, then everything we say and do matters in our community, not just one issue or one concern, but everything. Patience, forgiveness, love, peace. All are going to be noticed by people looking for a place, and all are worthy of our attention and extra effort. A circling back for a phone call, and on my behalf, an apology. You know, Trinity is sitting on the hilltop of Park and Duval. 
We're right in the middle of downtown Tallahassee, and on Saturdays when that farmer's market is up and running, hundreds of people walk by our church. When springtime Tallahassee takes place, thousands will congregate on our front steps, stay and watch the parade. And if the pandemic doesn't slow us down this spring, we'll be serving food and providing musical enjoyment on our front steps to the whole city. As we begin to turn the corner into a new year, how will Trinity look to the future? How will we, as the Apostle Paul encourage us, encourages us, be alive in Christ for the remainder of our 200-year history and beyond? Here are Paul's instructions for us again from Colossians. Listen carefully. Whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. For if we do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we will surely meet the need of our neighbors, because our neighbors are desperately in need of Jesus Christ. Preacher, please give me a call. Whether they can articulate it or not or jot it on a piece of paper, they have a hunger for Jesus in their lives. They need a Savior to bring them forgiveness and new life. And as I challenged us on Christmas Eve, have you lost Jesus somewhere along the way? Is he missing in your life? We need the Savior born in a manger. We need to share his love in all the places we can find to share it. From our street corners in downtown Tallahassee to indeed the coffee shops we frequent. And as that old Coca-Cola commercial reminded us years ago, it's the real thing. And as Christians, we know that Jesus is indeed the real thing and that he's what the world needs today. Maybe you are just the ambassador, just the friend, just the witness that Jesus needs to share his love with someone else who needs to hear it. They may be only a phone call away. Let us pray. Gracious God, open our ears to the power of your gospel. Remind us who we are and whose we are this Christmas season. And with the joy of the angels, the compassion of the shepherds. May we share your love with all that we meet. Amen.